When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports the Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, September 21st, 2018. In a car in Los Angeles, I'm Tom Merritt. And from the Zudio, I am Sarah Lane. And from Sailor Snub's apartment, I'm from, I'm Shannon Morse. <laughs> I almost said Sailor Snub's. <laughs> uh, from a bedroom in Cleveland, I'm your artist in residence, Len Peralta. And from my uh, fringe network on the edge of the <laughs> LA County Empire, it's me, Roger, the producer. Hi, it's me. Hello. Uh, audio people may not notice any difference because I'm using the same equipment, but I am using it in my parked car in my garage as the movers uh, unexpectedly are able to move me early. So I had to pack up the studio early. Well, so. we hope you are well ventilated, yeah. Tom, but you sound great. I am. I am both well ventilated and hopefully sounding great. <laughs> All right. Well, to kick us off, let's start with a few tech things you should know. Shannon, take it away. Instagram may be testing a way to reshare posts from other accounts to your own feed. The Verge reported the news based on screenshot and information from a source. Instagram, of course, denied the test, but the two screenshots of reshared posts include a business account offering merchandise for sale, which could point to the limiting of resharing posts to businesses. Apple customers in Singapore waiting in line for new iPhones, of course, the XS and the XS Max, received free power banks from Huawei. Yes, the packaging for the extra battery said, here's a power bank. You'll need it, courtesy of Huawei. <laughs> Huawei's flagship phone, the P2 Pro, has a battery capacity of 4,000 milliamps, whereas the battery capacities for the X are the XS. Darn it, I knew I'd say that eventually. The 10s and 10s Max are 2658 milliamps and 3174 milliamps, respectively. You're not the only person saying that wrong. Also, shots fired, Huawei. Wow. Skype is calling support. Uh, Skype calling support is coming to Alexa users later this year to allow outgoing Skype voice and video calls. Accept incoming Skype calls and make Skype out calls to most phone numbers around the world, according to Microsoft, which also says it's working to reposition Cortana from an assistant to an assistance aide. On August 15th, Microsoft and Amazon opened up integration between Cortana and A-L-E-X-A, to the public in the U.S. All right, let's talk about a few more things. 
Uh, top stories this week. This one's interesting. Friday, the live stream platform Twitch was no longer available in the iOS app store if you were in China, rather. Twitch confirmed to Polygon it was aware of the removal, but didn't really have much to say otherwise. But for months in China, government regulators have been denying approval for various video games. At least one popular game, Monster Hunter World, had its license revoked days after launch. In an official statement translated by the Washington Post and other outlets, Chinese regulators said they wanted to protect teenagers' eyesight. Although some reports point to the government seeking to indeed crack down more specifically on gambling and addiction. Although eyesight is probably, you could throw that in there too. Yeah, no, this is this is interesting. There's there's a lot of uh, honesty in protecting the teenager's health, probably not necessarily eyesight, although maybe, uh, with the ability to want to control video games. And 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 so I, I you know, I think the knee-jerk reaction in the West will be, oh, it's more Chinese censorship and control. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Uh, but there but there is something beyond what's best for China in the purest, greediest sense. Uh, which is they, that, you know, if they sell a lot of video games, they've been trying to get video game companies to come into China. Uh, so I, I, I think this is, this is a little more of a complex issue than people might think. And unfortunately, Twitch got caught in the business of being in the wrong content. Otherwise, I, I was most surprised by this story that Twitch was actually streaming in China before this. I'm one of those Westerners who automatically is very skeptical about it because it does seem like censorship. I mean, just given the the history of everything that we've heard about being banned from the country and from my friends who have lived over in China and hearing about their experiences. So it does, for me, from my, my standpoint, it does seem like that. Uh, however, you're right about Twitch. I mean, I'm very surprised that they were streaming there in the first place uh, just because of, you know, what kind of content they've had out there. It's it's in many ways, it's a little of column A and a little of column B. Yes, yeah. there is definitely a concern, especially with a very paternalistic, if you could, a very, you know, a very uh, generous assumption, government uh, on the youth of the country. But also, I think it's a proactive measure that they want to possibly control something before it spins out of hand where they can no longer effectively exert enough control over it. So they're just like, well, it's getting very popular. We might as well put put the heavy hand of the state down while we can before it gets too far and we will have uh, less of the ability to control it. Just because they're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't out to get you. <laughs> I also, I, I love the idea of if if something is getting too popular and it's uh, concerning regulators in China or anywhere saying, well, you know what we're concerned about? The eyesight of teens. I mean, yeah, of it's, all of the things it sounds that you crazy. <laughs> On the other hand, it also is totally. But if you're concerned the with the thing. eyesight of teens, then you would limit Internet use. And they do. You know what well, I mean? Like it kind oh, of yeah, fits the Chinese. The, the, if you take like forget censorship. Forget controlling political speech. A lot of the regulations that China does are like this. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're sort of like, well, this is best for you. <laughs> we care about your eyes. And uh, I care about everyone's eyes as well. Sure. Um, but it seems like, yes, gambling, addiction, but perhaps, yeah, something a little bit more censorship based might be at play here.
<laughs> well, uh, changing the speed a little bit, uh, we got some news from Facebook. Facebook plans to unveil its portal video chat device next week, sources tell Cheddar. The device is reportedly like Amazon Echo Show, available in two screen sizes and will sell for 300 to 400 USD. Facebook originally planned to announce Portal at its annual F8 developer conference back in May. Portal may feature a privacy shutter that can cover the device's wide-angle video camera, which uses artificial intelligence to recognize people in the frame and follow them as they move throughout the room. Portal is also said to feature integration with Amazon's voice assistant and let users play music, watch videos, see cooking recipes, and get news briefs. Now, all of these different features that they are including down to and including that shutter, that physical shutter, have, uh, from a reviewer's standpoint, like I review tons of stuff on Tech Thing, I've been seeing a lot more of this in devices like the Amazon devices and the Google devices and even security webcams at home that follow you around the room. So it seems like they're taking all of these awesome features that are currently available and sticking them all under the Facebook brand to make their own device. And it's probably a profitable idea especially for people who, you know, are stuck in the Facebook world and never leave it, especially if they're like chatting with other people on Facebook Messenger and stuff like that. Now, Shannon, I'm going to guess that your team cover cover the the camera on laptops. Oh, uh, yes, I am. Right. Yeah. I just even cover my, I cover my thing on, I would assume of you. Even on my phone, I cover that all the time. <laughs> okay. So, so, so the idea of, cause when I read that, I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool feature, right? You know, for people who are paranoid, but how much would you trust Facebook to be able to, to, uh, to cover the shutter just because, uh, <laughs> you, you tell the company that you're, you're moving around the room and, and I, I'm not saying that they're going to be uh, monitoring people without their knowledge, but, but. You know, but there's, there's always a possibility about that. You'd still probably want to cover it in some other way yourself. Yeah. There's always a possibility. Like I'm sure that my phone is very secure given that it's straight from Google and I get all the security updates immediately, but there's always a possibility that I might accidentally download an app that is vulnerable or something like that. And then that would give access to my camera. So I highly suggest a physical privacy shutter for any devices that you're using. Yeah. Well, and everyone who's, oh, go ahead, Tom. No, I was just going to say, and, and one that's under your control, not anybody else's. Otherwise, exactly. what's the point? Before F8 this year, this uh, this device was rumored um, and uh, apparently plans at least to announce it with great fanfare were shelved because Facebook was currently embroiled in a big data privacy crisis um, or at least something that they had to iron out a little bit more and this uh, this device, whether or not it was ready to be unveiled at the time, but it was rumored to be, was kind of shelved. I'm still going to be surprised if Facebook has a physical device that is a runaway hit. Uh, we, we've seen this before. Uh, the company hasn't had, uh, you know, besides various apps, um, anything that has has really caught on besides its social network and, of course, the uh, offshoot social networks, Instagram and, and WhatsApp and and uh, and other stuff that it's bought. So I don't know. I mean, I I, I had to see it to believe it, but um, I remain skept skeptical. Interesting that they're partnering with Amazon too. If that ends up to be the case, very exactly. Well, speaking of social networks, Twitter started informing some users on Friday that a bug sent private direct messages to third party developers who were not authorized to receive them. It's my worst nightmare. 
people reading my DMs. The issue has persisted since May of 2017, apparently, but was resolved immediately upon discovering it, said Twitter's message, which was posted on Twitter by a Mashable reporter. So Twitter was talking to some news outlets and 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 the news got out. Quote, our investigation into this issue is ongoing, but presently we have no reason to believe that any data sent to unauthorized developers was misused, said Twitter. The company also said the bug affected less than 1% of its 335 million users. Ugh. Well, um, having no, uh, Twitter saying, well, we have no reason to believe that anybody would want this information is not good enough. What I mean, should they do? still, there's always an issue. They, well, they should probably private. have talked about it, you know, in in less than a year after it was first reported to be happening. When did they discover it, though? Well, they discovered it in May of 2017. No, no, they discovered the it. The issue started in May 2017. Yeah, they discovered it uh, September 10th of this year. Okay. Oh, so, and, well. and it looks like they resolved it pretty quickly afterwards, which is good that they fixed it pretty quickly afterwards. But how did none of these developers ever report it for the year that it was ongoing? Unless they probably because they were like, like, "Yay, we're getting information that no one was reading," <laughs> or they may not have realized it was in there. It may have been being yeah. sent to a database and it was just wallowing away because they didn't know they were getting it because they weren't yeah. supposed to. The the problem with Twitter DMs is that they are not encrypted. So if anybody mm-hmm. is going to see your DMs, anybody can see those DMs. So I highly suggest to everybody out there listening, if you do use Twitter DMs to talk to people, don't send over private private information that you wouldn't necessarily want to be shared. Like I don't anybody know. can screenshot those. Don't send OMG Chad your home address over Twitter DM through text message and accidentally post it to Twitter publicly. <gasps> for that instance. would be so weird if anybody like <laughs> that would be a really dumb thing to do and oh, and something gosh. you'd only admit you know, the day you're moving thing. out of that house yeah that's a bad idea tom <laughs> well moving on uh starting today playstation now will now let you uh subscribers download ps4 and ps2 games on the service almost all ps4 games in the service like god of war 3 remastered nba 2k 16 and until dawn will be downloadable as well as playstation now lineup of classic ps2 games remastered for ps4 the ps4 will still need to connect to the internet every few days to verify the user's playstation now account Uh, The reason why this is really cool and uh, pretty exciting for PlayStation users, it's only going to be available currently on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro, I believe. Uh, But they were having issues and a lot of feedback, negative feedback, that people would experience lag whenever they were trying to stream games. So now that you can download them, that's the really important part. You can download them straight to your console and you can play them as much as you want, which is absolutely wonderful. You don't have to worry about audio or video sync issues. You don't have to worry about lag in your button mashes, nothing like that. And what's really kind of unsaid here is the tacit admission that uh, game streaming still isn't quite all the way there yet. Mm. Now, people can put up with lag in video, right? You can maybe miss uh, a syllable or a consonant or, or a word. But like if you're playing a very fast, intensive, you know, very twitchable game, you're going to want as much of the fidelity as you can possibly get because, you know, that's the difference between winning or losing depending on what you play. And it's not unlike what uh, Xbox already has with Xbox uh, Xbox uh, games where you basically subscribe to a game service. You don't need get, and you don't need Xbox uh, Gold 
uh, uh, subscription. You can just pay the month. Well, play, the, the PlayStation has a similar thing with PlayStation Plus too. Well, th- this is the thing. It's it's integrating. No, this is PlayStation Plus allows you to get a free downloadable game, but this is essentially a catalog all at once instead of just being piece. No, I'm comparing down. the Xbox thing to the PlayStation thing. Well, no, well the 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 Xbox has an entire catalog that you can play. So mm-hmm. if you pay this, there's, there's a wider choice. Yes, the new it, PlayStation it, Now functionality reminds me of downloading a movie from Netflix. Right? It's like, hey, you got the whole catalog that's streaming, but now you can watch it offline. Here, you can play the video game offline. Exactly. BuzzFeed News reports that the UK government wants to create new internet regulation that would make tech companies liable for content published on their platforms and have the power to sanction companies that fail to take down illegal material and hate speech if it's within uh, longer than the hours that the uh, internet or the UK regulators want to want to determine. UK regulators are also looking at implementing age verifications for users of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The new proposals are still in the development stage and are due to be put out for consultation later this year. A spokesperson for the government confirmed it is considering all options, including a regulatory committee in general. Uh, I'm not against the idea of having an institution set up to handle how the how things were you know complaints for the internet basically right i think that's needed in the united states as well the fcc is not the right place for it there should be a, an institution that is knowledgeable about the internet it should do as little as possible i think it should only interfere when absolutely necessary but i you know i, I i'm sort of torn on it on the one hand you're going to have the government handle complaints about the internet one way or the other and have to regulate it one way or the other. So it's the right idea to set up something that is meant for the internet, not try to repurpose something meant for television or or something else. But the way they're talking about it here also sounds like it's way too intrusive, which is always the danger in setting up a regulatory agency. I'm all for, and I'm kind of weird being in the hacker you know, community, but I'm a little weird about feel, my feels towards regulations. In some senses, they're a good thing. I like some regulations from the governments. I think that it's a, a general, generally a positive effect. Uh, however, sometimes they are too heavy handed. And I start considering and looking at like the own company that I run with, uh, run for with Hack5, uh, would this affect like our online forum where users mm-hmm. can post comments, they can post their own posts if they want to and people can reply to them, they can post images and links and stuff like that. Uh, would this affect our community? Um, because if if we were if we were in the UK and we only had a few hours to take something down and nobody took something down, mm-hmm. uh, would they regulate us under this as well? Uh, given that, you know, we're a small team of, you know, four or five people, that would be very, very hard to do. Uh, but when you look at this from a broader perspective of bigger companies, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah. You know, regulate them more make sure that they don't have a bunch of, you know, hate speech on there and stuff like that. I think my 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 main question of something like this is okay this isn't necessarily a bad thing and yes ha- having a, a group of people who are monitoring social networks for the greater good of the public of various countries and 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 you know the the you know human life in general great that sounds great in theory who are those people what are their credentials 
Are mm-hmm. they, you know, do they work for the government already? Not sure that that is a requirement really at this point in our day and age. Uh, you know, who who are the people who should be shaping these sorts of laws and regulations? And, and how do current governments... Uh, evolve really and expand to 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 make sure that the laws that are being passed uh, actually are in the best interests of of the people that they represent. Oh, such a good question, and and to mm-hmm. me, such a missed opportunity to not look at the way the internet governs itself already and try to borrow from that. You know, why not create? an independent group of experts that are overseen by the government. And that's your regulatory agency. I think you could actually get people excited about it. If you included the existing internet governance people in our country governance for the internet and worked with the government rather than what it seems like the UK is doing and what generally you hear, which is let's just take what we do for other things and do it again for the internet. Well, we look forward to everyone's feedback on this. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. I'm sure we'll be talking about this issue more and more as we move forward into, I don't know, whatever our new modern world is. To get all the tech headlines, though, each day in about five minutes or less, subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. It's the perfect companion to our very show here. All right, let's get into our main discussion story. Shannon, I know that this was actually suggested by you, so I'll go ahead and set it up and then I'll get your thoughts. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTCA, TSA rather, has given the Tesla Model 3 five-star ratings in every single category. Those categories include overall front, overall side, side barrier, side pull, and rollover categories. Sounds good, right? Tesla's Model S and Model X both received five-star ratings in the past. However, not everybody has given Tesla such high marks. The Model 3 got docked by Consumer Reports for a long 60 to uh, 100, I believe, uh, miles per hour braking oh, distance. No, it's, it's 60 to zero because it's braking. Oh, 60 to zero, How of course. Slow down. Yeah. Bra- braking, thank you, Tom. Which Tesla initially countered saying, well, no, we have our own tests and we've consistently demonstrated uh, 133 foot braking distance in the past. Then Tesla promised a firmware revision to address the problem more or less sort of saying, okay, there was a little bit of a problem. And then Consumer Reports retested the car and chose to issue a recommendation. But Tesla is under quite a bit of scrutiny for all sorts of things. Now, not all of it has to do with braking or how good the Model 3 is. But uh, Shannon, how much do you think that CEO Elon Musk, the company in general, uh, and the, you know, the, 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 the the hardware firmware uh, promises of the car have to do with what Tesla is going to uh, be looking like in the future. That's a good question. Um, Tesla for for a long time now they've been experiencing a history of negative feedback from crashes that they have experienced. Um, they've had people uh, who have passed away. However, who was at fault is still up for debate depending on the case that we look at. Uh, so they've had a lot of those kind of issues. And every time we have noticed a lot of pushback from Elon Musk himself, especially on Twitter, for example, uh, where he says that, you know, it's, it's not our fault. This is not our fault completely. Um, but with the NHTSA giving them out a five-star rating in all of the different categories, uh, which is not 
<laughs> it's not super popular that they always do that. It's somewhat rare that they give out five stars in all of the different categories. So that's a really good positive note to add. Um, I I am curious though if uh, you know things like firmware hacks or the firmware security or things like that could be affected that would end up lowering that rating in the future if some kind of vulnerabilities were set in place. And um, given that this car is so you know, uh, run by computers so much. Uh, they really need to consider that in their ratings. And I'm not sure if the NHTSA does that currently, or if they just straight up look at, you know, the sides and the front bumpers and the way that it's, it manages safety uh, based on their history of tests, not testing anything that has to do with the computer itself. Yeah. The, the NHTSA is saying based on the standard safety test for all cars, which I have not looked in to find out the last time they were updated, but I will guess are not updated as fast as technology is improved for things like the Tesla. Uh, says, you know, it, let's say it's a, as safe as a car from 2008, right? Like, that's that's not bad. What Consumer Reports is saying is, well, but those NHTSA safety re- tests are not as great as what you know, what, what we would like to do, because we're going to, we're going to go above and beyond. Basically, we're going to test things that they don't. That's what it sounds like to me. That's why I really appreciated consumer reports, uh, reporting on this and how they tested it, uh, to find things that were involved outside of what the NHTSA was, was looking for with their five, t- five-star testing. Um, and the fact that Tesla did come back and notably did up, update it with a firmware update, mm-hmm. which is a very positive, yeah, Uh, that we should say, you know, hey, good job on you, Tesla, for doing that. Uh, The fact that they did that does mean that they are listening. So I appreciate that they went back and did this after Consumer Reports. However, I don't think that they should have had to do it after somebody reported with negative feedback. This should have been something that was available from the start. I also wonder how much, and again, this is, you know, just just kind of throwing it out there, how much any CEO, anybody in charge of a, of a hugely influential and successful in, in certain ways companies, um, you know, it should, should, you know, whose feet should be held to the fire for kind of being weird. Elon <laughs> Musk is, is, <laughs> he, he, he does, he says and does some strange things, but some of it is not inconsequential. Tesla is under investigation by the justice department. We've talked about this on a previous uh, episode of DTNS overstatements that Elon Musk made that criminal uh, probe investigators are saying, well, we might have a securities issue because he had said that he was contemplating taking Tesla private, had funding secured for the deal. And then that sort of went away and there are stock prices involved. And, you know, however that shakes out, it's something that has raised some eyebrows. Um, Elon Musk was also on a recent episode of the Joe Rogan show. For anybody who watches that, you've probably already seen this apparently smoking marijuana, which is legal in the state of California where the show was recorded, but it, it does tend to um, uh, um, put a spotlight on a person rather than a company uh, making technological innovations. And how much does that take away from, from, from what Tesla could be doing uh, if we weren't all focused on what Elon Musk was doing? Yeah, I, t- I tend to, to say, look, if it actually materially impacts things like 
disclosing that you might take the company private on Twitter in a way that could manipulate the stock price. Yeah, you should investigate that. Be careful. Or if you're saying things about people that could lead to lawsuits uh, that could end up costing time and money to the founder. That's worth noting. Smoking on the Joe Rogan show. It's like that's that's a personal decision on whether you want to support somebody who does that. I don't think that materially impacts the company in any way, though. Well, I don't either, but I, 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 I'd love to know who, who, who would be put off by this, um, in the sense that they were not support Tesla. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. Whether you smoke weed or not, we love you. <laughs> Submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. Hey, guys, it's Friday. Facebook.com slash has the same says, birthday as me, so I can't not like him somewhat. Oh, well, you know, happy birthday to you both uh, next year. Uh, I know you both celebrated it recently. We're also on Facebook. If you want to hang out with us on Facebook, great. Facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Tech News Show is where to hang out with us there as well. All right. So, Shannon, I don't know how much you followed Amazon's hardware announcements yesterday. I probably oh, couldn't I did. Stand, but there were about 900 of them. Uh, <laughs> and we got a lot of feedback. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. We tried to cover uh, it in as much detail as we could yesterday, uh, which was quite an effort, actually. Colin had some thoughts on Echo Auto in uh, it, uh, specifically. Colin says, I suspect a lot of AVS, uh, AVS users use a different assistant on their phone in the car, and they want to provide a way to do everything within their ecosystem that they already have. This could step into a neat UFI position between a variety of Bluetooth and aux, auxiliary devices in a car. I have a Bluetooth for phone calls, and then I use the phone's aux jack for music so that the phone can understand how to switch back and forth. 
a single device that could route everything and also act as a voice assistant and control. No brainer for me. Might not be as useful in more modern cars. I have a 2012 model and it probably won't have a long life as a product category, but it gets Amazon into the car space today without having to build a whole ecosystem like Android Auto or CarPlay. Well, I'm able to activate both Google Assistant and Siri just with my voice, but that is because I have more recent Android and iOS phones. So maybe that's why. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess if you have an older phone, this is still a concern for you. So, okay, there, there's a segment of the audience right there. Uh, I, I, I do love the idea of seeing it as a router for your car that just simplifies things. That does make it make a little more sense to me. I'm still skeptical that I need it. Yeah, so so far I'm in the same boat. I've never needed a voice assistant in my car. Uh, my phone, my Android phone just connects automatically to the Ford uh, operating system and I'm able to make calls and do text via voice, which is really nice. And I can, you know, play music over Bluetooth. And that's really all I need in a car because anything else I feel like would be a little bit too much uh, distraction for me. Yeah. Um, with that said, though, there's been a lot of Echo devices that have come out. For example, um, Anchor's home subcategory, I forget the name that they go under, but Anchor came out with a device that you can plug into your uh, cigarette lighter port and it would connect to the uh, Amazon Echo, which is a really yeah. cool little feature. I think that's the thing, right? There's so many cool uh, ODB ports things out there. I'm, I'm yeah. disappointed this doesn't do that. Yeah, exactly. So not sure I would use it. I'm probably not the market for it. Somebody probably is. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to get in one of those Amazon clocks. I just am. The clock does look cool. I'm not gonna... I know. I, I like the I way it looks. That. Yeah. I don't even care if it has different colors. But <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll uh, you know, as, as these hardware, you know, and a lot of the stuff is some of it's rolling out now, some of it's before the holidays. So I think um, we'll have a lot of feedback on how people feel on the various hardware announcements, of which there were many. Um, if you missed them, check out our show from yesterday. But now let's check in with Len Peralta, who's been busy illustrating lots of stuff we've been talking on the show. Len? Yes. So what do I, you know you, I know you just got your new iPhone. Uh, True story. X-Lex. I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, I think, me personally, I think it's getting a little bit too wild as far as the size of these things are going. And where does it stop? <laughs> so I think the next iPhone announcement is going to be something like this, which is, I'm calling it the iPhone X Big Ass Redonkulous. <laughs> Where where is this is going is uh, it's you're it's pretty much going to take over your life everybody um, you're, you're just a mad generation they, of whatever yeah you're just mad that they stole your son's name for the iPhone <laughs> that's ever. right everybody's going to be calling their because their their phone Max and nobody <laughs> knows I had that idea first so the uh, the image is of a little guy who is holding up a enormous redonkulous big ass phone so well I will say as somebody who who just hours before um, our recording time, got her new Max. I will say it doesn't seem any more big ass than my 7 Plus, but it is heavier. So it's redonkulous in a different way. Yes, it's going in this direction. So, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so yeah Weapon-wise, it's actually if, more useful. <laughs> if you want to get this, you go to uh, com. It's right there. You can download it as a digital print. You can also go, if you back me at uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Len, you can get this, get these all, everything I draw every single week, you get these. So there you go. 
Well, thank you, Len. Len Peralta uh, drawing with us most Fridays, and we love him for it. Uh, Thanks also to Shannon Morris with us most Fridays, and we love you for it, too. Shannon, what's been going on? Love you guys, too. Uh, At Snubs is me on Twitter, S-N-U-B-S. But if you're interested in my shows, techthing.com, T-E-K thing.com is where we review all the tech things. And uh, we just talked about the new NVIDIA RTX 2080 graphics cards shipping this week. So we started getting getting some benchmarks for those. And my other show is ThreatWire, which you can check out over at hack5.org. Most recently, I did an episode about cold boot attacks coming back from Mm. way back in the early 2000s. And I definitely tried to get punny with my photo for the thumbnail because (laughs) RAM is what is attacked with a cold boot attack. Uh I love it. (laughs) Two Rams in the cold wearing boots. I'm a nerd. So org for that one. And thank you again to everybody who supports myself as well on Patreon. Well, thanks to everybody who supports Patreon for DTNS as well. DailyTechNewsShow.com slash support is a great way to find out all the ways you can support the show. Uh, if you if you like gear, and especially if you like hats, but we got all sorts of stuff in there, check out our store. DailyTechNewsShow.com slash store is where you can find out more about what to buy the person you love most in life. Mm-hmm. And even if that's you, that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Lots of different sizes and shapes. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We love your feedback, questions, comments, anything. Keep them coming. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 20.30 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back on Monday with Lamar Wilson and hopefully me not in a car. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A. Copyright 2024. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.